Welcome to the Secret of a Successful Life series. To grow as a Christian is an important development in our lives. One new elder, while in the middle of his first public prayer, said, Lord, this is hard. In this podcast, we will learn about a struggle and also a goal Oscar Jones had concerning his new life in Christ. In late May, one day John and Papa were driving into town when Papa started to talk about some subjects that had been on his mind. First of all, Papa's life as a Christian had really taken off to a good start. However, there were some subjects that he wanted to visit with the preacher about. So as they were riding along, Papa said, John, there's something that's been troubling me that I need to visit with you about. Okay, go ahead, John commented with a sense of wonder in his voice of what this might be about. Well, John, Since I came to Christ, I have enjoyed a quality of life that I never knew before. I like the kind of life Christ offers me. But I'm going to be honest with you. Two weeks ago, when I was loading the hogs onto the truck to sell, I lost my temper. As you know, working with hogs can be a trying situation. John, I said some bad things out there in the hog lot. I used God's name in a way that I'm ashamed of. To make things worse, the trucker, Cleo Jennings, heard every word and laughed about it. John, I'm really ashamed. Does this mean that I have to be baptized again? Because if it does, let's get it done. Preacher John thought for a moment and then said, Oscar, I wish every Christian had the honest sincerity that I see in you. Now, certainly God was not pleased with what you said out there in the hog lot that day. There are times when we sin after we come to Christ. The important thing to consider is what we do about that sin. You mentioned that you were willing to be baptized again in order to be forgiven. Oscar, many people have felt that way after they've sinned. Some people have even put off being baptized until their later years because they don't want to take a chance of sinning after they have come to Christ. But when you were baptized, God forgave you of every sin you would ever commit. Do you remember what the Bible says in Acts 2.38? It says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, Oscar, what sins are referred to there? Well, John, I guess it would be my past sins and any sins I commit after I was baptized, I have to somehow make right with God. Oscar, that's not how I see that scripture or the scriptural ideas in the Bible concerning forgiveness. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 10, verse 14, for by one offering... He hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. That means that when Jesus died on the cross, 
He made us perfect forever by what he did there. Jesus paid the price for all of our sins. We're in the continual process of growing closer to God. Oscar, when you met Jesus in Christian baptism, God forgave you of every sin you would ever commit. Your past, your present, and your future sins. Now, that is not a license to go on sinning, but it is encouraging to know that even those sins you committed out there in the hog lot the other day have already been paid for by Jesus. So John, you mean to say that I don't need to do anything about those sins? No, Oscar, I'm not saying that. The Bible teaches us to confess those sins to God. In other words, to admit to what God already knows what we've done. Here is one more verse to consider. In 1 John 1 and verse 9, the Bible tells us, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Oscar, you need to admit to God that you sinned and express to Him, just like you did to me, about how bad you feel about that. Some people say that, we have to ask God to forgive us of our sins, but the Bible teaches us to confess those sins. When people say we need to ask forgiveness of our sins, it's almost like they're making that a work they do that earns our forgiveness. And that's not possible. God is the one who forgives us. So in this case, you need to confess that sin to God and ask for His help in living a better life for Him. Do you want to do that now? What? Pray to God about this? Well, why not? It is something that's on your heart. Why don't you start and I'll finish? You mean right now and while we're driving? Yes, right now. You start and I will finish. Okay, but I'm not very good at this. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm not very good about praying out loud and especially in front of Preacher John, but I want to say to you how bad I feel about using your holy name in an evil way the other day. I said things that I'm ashamed of. I tarnished you in front of old Cleo Jennings who laughed at what I said. Father, please help me to handle this temper better. And please help me to talk to Cleo Jennings about the sin I committed. I need what Jesus did for me on the cross. It's in his holy name I pray. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, my brother Oscar has just shared a heavy burden from his heart. I am so proud of him with his desire to truly live for you. Father, please help him to grow in this area and be able to correct the mistake he has made with your help. This is my prayer that I pray in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. John, I feel so much better after talking about this. There's so much I still need to learn. Oscar, you've learned a lot, and I'm really proud of you. Well, John, since we got that big subject off my chest, there's something else I've been thinking about. No, it's not a sin. At least I don't think it is. But there's an idea I've been wondering about. 
John, you know the church seems to have a lot of things for the women folk to do. While that's fine for them, there doesn't seem to be much for the guys. Oh, there's that fancy pants stuff Mr. Hilner wants to talk about in his state church meetings. Sounds boring and pretty feminine to me. Now, Oscar, we're supposed to show grace and forgiveness because the Lord did that for us. John, I know, and I'm working on that. Did I ever tell you why I've been at odds with that man? Now, before I tell you, let me say that I hold no anger in my heart at him now. But that has been a tough thing to get over. Well, maybe I do hold some anger at times toward him. Oscar, when those times come, and they will, just forgive him again. Anyway, tell me your story. When I was still in school, my dad died in a house fire. All of our bank records burned up. A few days after Dad's funeral, Grandpa took me into town to see Mr. Hilner. Grandpa was so sure that I had nothing to worry about because he had heard Dad talk about having his debts all paid off. I know we had everything paid off. But when we got to the bank, we couldn't prove it. Mr. Hilner showed us a bank note with Dad's signature that was not marked paid. John, for the next two years, I made payments for a loan I'm sure was already paid for. And I know in my heart that the money went straight to that man's pocket. Oscar, I don't doubt that you feel that way. If that is true, until we can catch Earl at some wrongdoing, we'll have to let the Lord deal with him about that. Yes, John, God knows what happened, and in his timing, he will bring justice. But that brings me up to what I want to talk about. Most guys don't keep good records. If they're lucky, they might have a cigar box with a few papers in it. I know if the house burned down, they would lose the records anyway. But maybe one of those lock boxes at the bank that requires two keys might be something to look into. Oscar, they call them a safety deposit box. Well, I want to organize a men's meeting to meet once a month this winter with food. I want it to be a man's meeting where we would not be ashamed to have Jesus Christ there with us. As you once said to me, Jesus was no mamby-pamby guy. To begin with, one subject we can talk about is how we can keep good farm records. That can help a lot of farmers, and not just in our congregation. My good friend Fred Williams might come to something like that. After I go to visit with Cleo Jennings about my temper, he might even come. John, I would need you to help to get some scriptures on this subject and to polish the rough ideas. I hope that I live a long life and get to see Clara's children, but if something unforeseen should happen, I want to leave her better prepared than I was when my parents died. Oscar, I don't know what to say, but it sounds like the Lord and you have got something going. I will help you any way that I can. Let's work on that project. Oscar, let me touch on something that you brought up. You mentioned how you feel about Earl Hilner. I told you that 
when you feel bad about him to forgive him again. Let me use some of Mary's groceries that you just picked up in town to show you what I mean. That box in the back of the buggy has a sack of onions. I can smell them. Yes, Mary wanted me to pick them up since they were on sale. Well, when we forgive someone, it's a lot like this onion. Oh, you mean they have some smelly things to overlook, Papa commented. Well, that's true. But what I want to point out is that there are many layers of skin to this onion. When we forgive someone, like in this case, Earl Hilner, it is like we're peeling back the top layer of onion skin. Then sometime later, when we start to become angry at the same issue, it's like we have to peel back another layer of skin and forgive them again. Does that make sense, Oscar? Well, John, it is a little tough to do, but I'm trying my best to forgive Earl. Oscar, you told me what you feel Earl did to you. You may be 1,000% right in that case. It sounds very possible. But just suppose you might be wrong. That can happen in life when people get upset at someone and later find out they were wrong. As your friend, let me say, Jesus wants us to forgive people. If we ever do see Earl do something like you suspect him to have done, then we will have the evidence to confront him and try to help him as a brother in Christ. The goal of ministry is changed lives. Oscar, I just want to point that out. Let me say you are a good man and I am so proud of the growth you are making because of your walk of Christ. You have a wonderful idea about getting the men together this fall. Let's pray about it right now and look for ways that, with God's help, we can develop those ideas. You mean, pray right now, just like we did earlier? Well, why not, John responded. Now is as good a time as any. Sounds good, preacher. Let me start. Dear Heavenly Father, as you know, I'm not real good at praying, and at times this is pretty hard for me to pray before others, and especially in front of Preacher John. I want to thank you for allowing me to know you and for giving me a new joy in life. Heavenly Father, if this idea I've shared is something you want me to help develop, then please help it work out well for your glory. Father, I sometimes have to work hard at forgiving Earl for what I think he did to me. You know whether he committed that sin or not. I ask for your help to leave this matter in your hands and be the man of God you call me to be. This is my prayer in the name of your son Jesus. Amen. Preacher John then prayed, Dear Heavenly Father, I'm so proud of what you helped this man beside me to become. Oscar has a good heart. We ask for your blessing on this project. May this be a great tool for your kingdom. This is our prayer in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. John, do you realize that today was the first time I ever said a prayer in front of anyone other than my family? Oscar, you did well. 
And I have the feeling this will not be the last time you'll be praying before other people. Just remember that when we pray, we are talking to God. Sometimes there just happens to be people listening in on the conversation. Please join us for the upcoming chapters in the Secret of a Successful Life series.